Blog Talk Radio. Comprehensive show out there. You have tuned in to the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. Thank you all for tuning in. You know, we talk about it beginning of the year, every year when the year starts, you're thinking, all right, it's WrestleMania season. The Rumble kind of gives you that feel. You're really in WrestleMania season. You get the fast lane. Once you're past fast lane, the next pay per view is the show of shows. WrestleMania, so we are firmly, squarely in the midst of WrestleMania season. Did Fastlane deliver? Did it give us what we wanted as we head towards the show of shows? We are going to discuss that tonight, and we want to hear from you. What do you think? Did Fastlane deliver? Are you pumped for WrestleMania, or did you just kind of pump the brakes coming out of Fastlane? 347-838-9815. That is the number to call. We want to hear from you as we head towards WrestleMania. And you can also get on the Facebook, facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Head over there, like the page right now. Go right now, like the page. And after you like it, get involved with the chat. Maybe you can't get on the horn and give us a call. Get over there. We got a show chat going on the Facebook page. We'll have a raw chat going on. During Monday Night Raw tonight, so you can react. It's right there in real time. Something happens, bam, get on the Facebook, react. We got a bunch of like crazies and misfits that jump on that thread. It's a fun time. Again, it's Facebook.com slash The Ken Show. Get on board with the conversation. Check us out on Instagram. The Ken Show is on Instagram. Follow us over there. Lots of cool pics. Always posting over there. On the Instagram, if tweeting is your thing, and and who doesn't tweet? Everybody tweets these days. Our Twitter handle is at the Ken Reedy Show. Again, that is at the Ken Reedy Show. Head over to Twitter, follow us over there, and you can always check out our website, thekenreedyshow.com. Picks, blogs, send us your picks. We love getting fan picks. We put that on the website. We got a lot of kooky fans out there. Love getting pictures from you guys. Hey, you want to send us some pictures? You're heading out to an independent show. Take a picture there. Want to send it? We'll put that on the website. 
heading out to a WWE event, a house show, WrestleMania. If you're heading out to WrestleMania, send us your picks. You listen to the show and you want and you're a fan, we'll put your picks on our website. Again, that is the Ken Reedy Show. Dot com. Lots of great stuff over there, and you can listen to the show on the website as well. The show has been a part of a, a wonderful creative venture over the past few months called 1640 PWPR. Dude, it's a wrestling radio station. Can it, can it get any better than that? Can it get any better than a wrestling radio station? Multiple shows over there on 1640 we are very thankful to the people that continue to support and listen to our shows. Just went over, listen carefully, just went over the 50,000 hits mark. 50,000 hits over there on 1640. We got shows like the King Firehawk, the Cool Down, with AC. We got independent wrestlers who have their own shows on our network. Joey Image, if you're from the northern New Jersey area, Everybody knows Joey Image, independent wrestler, now podcast host. He is on our network. Again, it is 1640PWPR. Get on the iTunes. Just do a search. It's easy. Search for 1640PWPR. It pops up. You subscribe for free. Cannot stress enough. The subscription is for free. Subscribe, and then look. you got access to all these great shows and it's good stuff because we all differ. A lot of different shows, so you get to listen to what people think about pro wrestling, uh, different takes on things, different opinions, get a global view of the world of professional wrestling. And if you're interested in advertising with this show or on 1640 PWPR, all the great shows there, be sure to contact, send us an email. You can contact us on the Facebook page. Uh, you can email us, contact us on my website. If you're interested in advertising, you know, 50,000 hits, 50,000 hits. So, you know, that could bring dollars into your, your pocket if you want to advertise with us. So get in touch with us. Lots of ways to get in touch with us. Email through the website, uh, message us through Facebook, and we'll try and get that going, get you advertising with 1640 PWPR or just our show, whatever you guys want. It's good stuff. But as I said, we are firmly in WrestleMania season. There's no if ands, or buts about it. There's no, we're building towards something else. No, we are building now firmly towards WrestleMania. This is, for a lot of wrestling fans, this is the most important, uh, their favorite time of the year as we move towards WrestleMania. Lots of stuff uh, to get through as far as coming out of Fastlane and what that means for the show of shows and to, to make heads or tails out of all of it and make sense of the world of the WWE heading towards WrestleMania. Couldn't do it without my tag team partner. Who's on the line all the way from Connecticut? Dave, how you doing this evening? I'm I'm doing pretty well. Uh, you know, last night's Fastlane was a very interesting show. Bell to Bell, I thought it was a phenomenal show in terms of the card, in terms of the in-ring action. Um, Storytelling-wise, as we head to WrestleMania, I would have to say that I'm not in the Fastlane, I went to a rest stop, and I'm waiting to be picked up. Well, before we get into Fastlane and, and all the things we want to dissect and look at as far as the event there, and, I, and I'm, right, I'm kind of right there with you as far as waiting, but it does seem that if, if you want to get to WrestleMania and you might be stuck at a rest stop and you're not on the Fastlane, 
You might be able to get a ticket on the hoe train as we find out today that the next Hall of Fame inductee 2016 class is none other than the Godfather. Uh, We'll be heading to the Hall of Fame this year. And, you know, it's one of those interesting names that uh, I got to be honest, when I heard the name, uh, didn't jump out at me as a Hall of Famer. Uh, He had a nice little career. Um, You know, I don't want to take anything away from anybody, and I do respect anybody that sets foot into a wrestling ring. Uh, For the sheer fact of just setting foot into a wrestling ring and uh, being willing to do what wrestlers have to do to entertain the masses. So I don't mean any disrespect. However, he's not a name that uh, jumps out at me as a Hall of Famer. Uh, To me, I, I kind of, it's almost like another... Coco Beware kind of vibe where, you know, Coco Beware, unfortunately, and again, I love Coco Beware. He's been a guest on the show, great guest on the show, but he's kind of become one of those names where, uh, you know, you mentioned someone, oh, does such and such belong in the Hall of Fame? Well, I don't think so. Well, Coco's there. Oh, well, then maybe he does belong. And I feel like Godfather is going to be one of those names that, well, Godfather's there, so this guy definitely deserves to be in. Um, you know, I looked up some of his stats just to get an idea of his accomplishments in the business. As far as the WWE, he's a one-time IC champ. He's a one-time tag team champion with uh, Bull Buchanan. Uh, and I, I, I hate to bring this up, but uh, as far as Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards in 1992, he won the worst gimmick. Worst feud of the year with the Ultimate Warrior and most embarrassing wrestler. So, again, and I'm and I really I don't want to be disrespectful, but I, I he does not jump out at me as a Hall of Famer. Uh, again, we have Sting at the top of the class, which uh, you know makes it a, a, a you know somewhat special class having that name as part of it. But um, I don't know your thoughts, Dave, and, and again, it's weird for me because I don't want to come off as disrespectful, but I just don't see Godfather as a Hall of Famer. Well, to be honest with you, ever since WWE inducted Coco Beware into the Hall of Fame, the Hall, some of these candidates, when you following Coco into the Hall of Fame that have gone in, you can look at them. You could argue, I guess, that they have they've had Hall of Fame careers. Um, but the WWE Hall of Fame is pretty much their version of a Lifetime Achievement Award. Okay? They just, Hall of Fame sounds better. And uh, Godfather is just one of those names. I didn't agree that the Bushwhackers should have went in last year before the fabulous Freebirds, who are rumored to be going in this year. Finally. Let's hope. Knock on wood. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, I, I mean, he's had some longevity in the business. You know, the, the, the Papa Shango gimmick, I think, I mean, it, watching it as a kid, you know, he was pretty scary looking and very intimidating. And in that era of cartoon gimmicks, it worked at that time. And he moved on to being uh, the supreme fighting machine, comma, uh, with the Million Dollar Corporation, which then he ended up being comma Mustafa in the Nation of Domination to doing the Godfather, which was probably the most successful character he had in wrestling during the Attitude Era. And then even the Good Father, when he was part of Right to Censor, um, He's made some stuff work, um, and for him being in the business as long as he has been, I wouldn't say he's had a Hall of Fame career, but he's been successful. Um, 
But, you know, I look at it like this. With, with names like him, the Bushwhackers, Coco Beware, and I'm sure there will be other names that we'll be scratching our head at that go in the Hall of Fame. No disrespect intended. Don't get me wrong. I loved The Godfather. When I was 15 years old watching The Attitude Era, I was all about getting on the hose train. All right? Now I'm 33, and I'm nowhere near the hose train because I'm getting married. So, uh, <laughs> but, no, it's, it's, <laughs> no bullshit. She's, she's probably listening right now. So, yes, honey, I'm nowhere near the hose train. Um, anyhow, <laughs> um, you know, what kid at that age didn't love The Godfather? You know, 15 years old, raging hormones. He's coming out with these, you know, scantily clad women. Of course you're going to love The Godfather. He's a very popular character. But I look at it like this, with names like him, Coco, and Bushwhackers, and I'm sure there will be names that we'll be scratching our heads at, like I said before. Sports, not every single Hall of Famer has won a world championship or multiple world championships. There are guys that have gone in the Baseball Hall of Fame, that have gone in the Basketball Hall of Fame, Football Hall of Fame, that, that have never won a title, never won a world championship, a World Series, a Super Bowl, an NBA title, whatever it is, but they've, they've, they've put out great stats and great performances. I would say Godfather's put out great performances, but his longevity in the business, I guess you could say, and you could argue that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So expect to see the whole train coming aboard in Dallas the night before WrestleMania for the Hall of Fame. Um, it wouldn't be my first choice to put him in the Hall of Fame, but I'm not complaining either. Yeah, it's a, again, it's just a, it's a, it's a, I don't know, it's just a, an odd choice, and I'm curious to see how this uh, class winds up shaping out. Um, you know, honestly, like, I mean, I know other sports, you know, you get a Hall of Fame vote. Um, yeah, if, if Godfather's on my ballot, I, I, I'm i not voting him in. I, I just, I, I don't see him as a Hall of Famer. Uh, good for him. I mean, he had a lengthy career with multiple characters, but I just, I, I don't think Hall of Famer when I, when I think of the Godfather. But all that being said, congratulations, Godfather, as being named Hall of Famer uh, 2016, uh, you know, have fun. Have fun with the hose in, in Dallas uh, that weekend. So we get another uh, member of the 2016 class heading towards WrestleMania for the Hall of Fame. And, you know, one of the things that we look at as far as, you know, WrestleMania season and, and getting getting set and ready and, and setting up the season. And, you know, this season's supposed to be a special one because uh, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium and – the size of it and, and the magnitude and everything is bigger in Texas. And uh, you're uh, looking for a, a, a major event here. And, and it is WrestleMania and WrestleMania weekend. And, and WrestleMania, more than any other major sports, has become the closest thing to the Super Bowl that there is. People will buy tickets to WrestleMania just because it's WrestleMania. It doesn't necessarily matter what the card is. Um, you know, like people would buy tickets for the Super Bowl. It's a weekend event, and I get that. But you do need some draw to bring in some of those other fans. It's big enough now where yeah, maybe it's not going to sell out the stadium, but you will sell a crap ton of tickets for WrestleMania just because it's WrestleMania. Now, that all being said, it, WWE looking for this to be a special WrestleMania, a, a huge WrestleMania, perhaps an attendance record-breaking WrestleMania, to me, Fastlane left me flat. Uh, it really did. Um, you know, the in-ring action was, I, I thought was good. I, I can't say that I was 
it was one of those weird, I can't say I was blown away by any of the matches, but I didn't think any of the matches were awful either. It was it was good, solid wrestling. To me, it felt like a decent Monday Night Raw, especially having a talk segment and an interview segment in the middle with Edge and Christian. Um, something that is worth note here in my life on this show, when we do our picks time and time again, um, I think I have said twice that I am absolutely sure there's no way uh, that that you know the, the match will go any other way. First time I said it when it was Brock Lesnar versus the Undertaker, I said we all know there's no suspense here. Taker's winning, his streaks continuing. It's not even worth talking about the match because the build was lackluster. And lo and behold, Lesnar winds up winning that match. Last night's pay-per-view, maybe not exactly the same words, but I kind of alluded to the same thing. There's no way that the Wyatts are going to lose. If there's one match I'm completely sure of, it's that the Wyatts are going to beat Kane, Ryback, and Big Show. And lo and behold, um, I was wrong, which leaves me right now scratching my head because I just, you know, I'm one of those guys. I'll put it, I, I'm wondering what the hell they're doing with the Wyatts at this point. I, I don't know. I, I don't find, as much as I don't hate, honestly, I like Kane. I respect what he's done over his career. I like Ryback. I, I wish they would find their, their niche, and I'm not a big show hater, um, but I'm uninterested in, in this partnership, this this faction, if it becomes a faction. Um, so I, I don't know what they're doing here. Um, you know, the, most of the matches, there were no surprises. Uh, there were no shocks in the outcomes, uh, and there was nothing special about it. Uh, I, I thought, and we ended the show by saying that we thought there'd be an Undertaker appearance, and even without a Taker appearance, I thought we'd get something to really kind of give us, you know, that special feeling, that feeling that, yeah, now we're in WrestleMania season. And it was, to me, the pay-per-view, as much as the in-ring action was good, it was predictable, the outcomes were predictable, and nothing special happened. So it didn't give me that, yeah, bring on WrestleMania feeling. I really thought that whether, whether it was Taker or, or John Cena showing up or, or the rumors of, of, you know, The Rock's involvement or Goldberg, show, you know, maybe Goldberg would have shown up or Rock or something just to kind of, you know, again, we're in WrestleMania season, and I just don't think – Fastlane delivered on that aspect of things. Again, good in-ring action. Didn't get me pumped for WrestleMania. And and honestly, you know, one of the things that's been really good lately, because we do have a, a big group that uh, comes over to uh, the Ken Reedy Show studios to watch the pay-per-view month in and month out. And it's good watching it with a group because you get an idea of what people are thinking and how they're reacting to things. And some pay-per-views we all watch, and you can tell the entire living room is engaged. They're watching the pay-per-view. They're reacting to things. And some pay-per-views, a lot of side conversations start happening. Uh, people start talking about other things. And last night happened to be one of those pay-per-views that there, were a lot of, there was a lot of side chatter going on in the living room. Um, so it's, it's my own little niche of market research. Um, so, again, it's a weird pay-per-view. It was one of those, like, again... I thought it was a it was like a good raw, but it definitely wasn't a pay per view to get you set for WrestleMania season. Uh, your thoughts, Dave? I, I I agree with you in the sense that we didn't really have any big happenings, big angles. 
to really set you up for WrestleMania, like an Undertaker appearance or even the names that you mentioned earlier, Dina Goldberg. Um, it, I think that would have been cool um, if you had something like that or some kind of angle taking place at the pay-per-view to get you excited for WrestleMania. Um, I mean, the matches were good. I would say Styles and Jericho would, were probably the best match of the night. They definitely stole it. Um, it was probably the best match out of the three matches they've had, um, which I was very optimistic that they were going to do better than they did before, and they did. Ziggler and, 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 and Owens was a great match. I, I really liked it. A lot of people were bored with it because they wrestled a lot of times recently on TV, but it was still a really good match. Uh, the girls' match was even good. Uh, Bree and uh, Charlotte uh, told a really good story. And the main event, I thought the main event was fun, and I'm really digging um, the idea that it, it could be Ambrose and Lesnar at WrestleMania now, which I think is pretty cool. Um, because Ambrose has definitely made this the build-up to, to last night's match and had a big part in last night's match in making it more exciting. Um, so, I mean, overall, the, the, the bell-to-bell action, I thought it was probably one of the better pay-per-views in recent memory in terms of in-ring action. Um, but angle-wise, getting you ready for WrestleMania didn't really make me get all too hyped and too pumped up. But, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty. Pay-per-views aren't like that anymore in, in today's wrestling landscape, at least in WWE. Uh, more people watch Monday Night Raw than they do the actual pay-per-view events. So the big angles and the surprises, that usually that's usually reserved for when the most eyeballs are watching on the television screen, and that's on Monday night. Yeah, and I get that. And I'm hoping, you know, when, when I look at, like, a pay-per-view like last night and we get, um, you know, a lackluster... Uh, Lackluster build, well, no build really. Uh, you um, you hope that maybe tonight we get a we get a kick-ass RAW and we get some stuff uh, happening. And, and in all honesty, not even on RAW, but the first uh, the first shots fired, uh, I guess, as far as setting up uh, you know things happening. Um, but we had we had an attack uh, tonight. If you haven't seen it again, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash the Ken Reedy Show, uh, where we shared the video there. And uh, we had Lesnar going after Ambrose uh, in the parking garage uh, before Monday Night Raw. Upon arrival, uh, poor Dean Ambrose just just wants to park his car and uh, attacked by the Beast Incarnate. Um, So it looks like coming out of uh, last night's pay-per-view, the obvious, uh, we got Roman Reigns versus Triple H. and, And there's a lot, and we're going to discuss that. Uh, a little bit later, the title on the line. Um, you know, that, it's intriguing to see, uh, you know, exactly where they're going to go with that. But it looks like, Dave, right now um, we're going to get Ambrose Lesnar at WrestleMania. At least that's uh, if I were a betting man, which, again, maybe don't listen to me when I say if I was a betting man. But uh, uh, I think we're going to look at that. And, and I think that's an intriguing matchup for two reasons. Um, with... Uh, just Lesnar's style and just being a bully, but you have like a unique offensive style with Ambrose that could kind of be one of those, you know, yeah, you know, on, on paper when you look at them, Lesnar should kill him, but, uh, you know, Ambrose is playing this role of like, you know, this, you know, this individual just won't die, uh, just won't give up, and uh, his unique offense, you know, could be one of those things that, quote, poses issues for, for Lesnar. Um, and I look at the build where, where uh, an Ambrose and a uh, Paul Heyman uh, building this match going towards WrestleMania. 
you know, right now with that attack, and we had heard the rumors beforehand with the attack in the parking lot and it looking like that's the direction they're going in, um, I'm actually excited for this matchup. I think this could be a really fun matchup. And, and I'm actually more excited for this match than what seemingly will be the main event at WrestleMania, that being Triple H and Roman Reigns. I said it on last night's show, previewing the main event, I had a feeling that, um, yes, there was, a, there was a chance that the Wyatts would have gotten involved and cost Lesnar the match. But at the same time, with the way that the interaction between Ambrose and Lesnar was taking place on Raw leading up to last night's match, I had a feeling that Ambrose dropping the title being a part of this match served two purposes. One, to give the people the, the, the inkling that he actually had a chance in the match and not just to be the guy to eat the pinfall. And two, to work a bigger angle and a bigger storyline heading into WrestleMania. And now that's going to be the case with him working with Brock Lesnar. In the build-up to that match, Ambrose poked the bear the whole way and didn't backpedal one bit. You know, he's got this, this, this character where he can take a licking and keep on ticking, and Lesnar, he, can, he knows how to beat somebody up for real. <laughs> so the, the, the two styles, I think, will work well together. And we saw, you know, evidence last night, the way Lesnar suplexed him and the way Ambrose sold for it and just the, 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 the in-ring chemistry the two of them had, you know, the buildup heading towards WrestleMania, if this match is made official and, and the match itself, I think are going to definitely live up to the expectations. And good for Dean Ambrose, to be quite honest with you. I like that Lesnar's going to work with another younger guy at WrestleMania again. He worked with Reigns last year. He's going to, he could potentially work with Ambrose. And Ambrose isn't put in a match where it's a multi-man match where he doesn't get to really showcase his abilities, like last year when he was in the ladder match. This year, he's a part of a marquee match. Why? Because not only does he deserve it, but he's been holding up his end on the roster, especially with all the injuries that have taken place. And he's a steady, popular character with the audience. And to be quite honest with you, I think this match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, if it happens, because it hasn't been made officially yet, but if it happens, I think this is going to be a career-making performance for Dean Ambrose and will really push him over the top into main event status in WWE following WrestleMania. Well, I agree. I think that, you know, it's one of those interesting things that it's been intriguing to watch the Dean Ambrose character um, and, and performer evolve over over the, the past few years. I mean, it's kind of been, you know, he was a guy that, that I guess you'd probably say had the biggest upside or maybe the highest expectations uh, coming out of being a part of the Shield. And all you heard about Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, uh, John Moxley, uh, you know, internet darling, independent wrestling darling, he's the man, he's the man. And slowly but surely, as, as the the Shield evolve and you saw the characters evolve and, and the, the performers evolve um you know you, you saw roman reigns kind of coming at it and that's what like the whole build back and forth up and down nature of roman reigns has been very interesting but you kind of saw roman reigns being the guy that kind of started to emerge as the quote star of the shield and then you know you have seth rollins and his turn and he becomes the guy that like really emerges out of the shield as, as a big star. And, and we had talked about it on the show that as much as we, we are very unbiased here, we call it like we see it. We, we don't like let our, our prior opinions or bias or anything else influence uh, being honest with our, our, our fans. You know, we thought Ambrose had, had gotten to a point where he was legitimately easily in third place as far as his character development. when he was in the shield shield breaks up, you know, he, 
again, again though, he's in third place. You know, Roman Reigns is on his way of being like the, the guy in the company. Seth Rollins, the, the top heel in the company. And you, what I've enjoyed is you've kind of watched Ambrose with this really slow burn, this this build that just kind of is, has gained momentum. And that's where the WWE and creative need to need to watch how things organically build as opposed to trying to cram things down our throats. The Ambrose character and what Ambrose has done as a performer has grown organically and it's grown gradually and it's been a slow build and it's worked. And they didn't they didn't rush to make him a main eventer. They just let it build. The crowd is behind him. The crowd wants to see him reach the top of the heap. But they they pumped the brakes a little bit. They let it go slowly but surely moving up the ladder. And, you know, he, like you said, Dave, he drops that, that IC title. You know, that, that's one of those things that I think that's a good thing for him because now he's about to take that step forward. But he's not going for the WWE title. So they're not going to cram him in, in that role just yet. But they're going to put him against a main eventer at WrestleMania. And you're right. If Dean Ambrose and, and Brock Lesnar put on a, a show at the show of shows, this will catapult Dean Ambrose into that main event status. And it's been a slow, gradual build that creative and Dean Ambrose and whoever else is in charge of this has let the character breathe and has let the character develop. And, and that, that's what's worked with it. And it's been, it's been interesting to see because we had said it, and I, like I just said, we said it time and time again that Dean Ambrose, you could, you could cram it down our throats as much as he was the, the independent star. He was in third place when it came to the Shield. And we've watched an organic build over the years of, of the Dean Ambrose character. And to me, I agree with you, Dave. I think this is great for Ambrose. I think this is going to be something that uh, it's going to be a very good matchup. Like I said, we've always said, you know, when you got Brock Lesnar in the ring, it gives you that big fight feel. And for Dean Ambrose to be in, a, in an environment with a big fight feel, um, I, I think there's nothing but positive. You know, they just they just got to perform. They just can't, you know, you, you just can't shit the bed once you get that. But I think this is going to be a very good moment for, for Ambrose, uh, you know, ultimately leading to him, if not snagging that title, uh, at least being in that, that main event stratosphere in the WWE. 347-838-9815, that is the number to call. We got a lot more to get into as far as the ramifications of Fastlane. What do you think we're going to see tonight on Monday Night Raw? Um, we got the the Vincent J. McMahon Legacy Award happening tonight. Who gets that? Is it a legit award? Is it an angle? We'll discuss. We want to hear what you guys think as well. Give us a call. We're going to get to your calls right after the break. But now it is time for the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Good evening. You know the drill. Mouth shut and ears open for the most informative news report in the in wrestling podcast today. This is the Dave Five, brought to you by our wonderful radio station of wrestling podcast, 1640 PWPR. Subscribe for free on iTunes right now to find out what it's all about. 50,000 listens and strong can't be lying. Now, on to this week's top stories. Looks as if WWE has internally discussed cutting down the number of pay-per-view events in exchange for more network-exclusive specials such as Beast in the East and Live at MSG this past 2015. No plans have been finalized right now, but the rumor going around says that 
that the decrease in pay-per-view events will not affect the NXT TakeOver specials. If this plan moves forward, we could see six to seven network specials added and only two pay-per-views getting cut so far. So for our callers out there, if you had to cut any two WWE pay-per-view events on the calendar, what would they be? And what network specials would you add to the list? With the health and well-being of WWE's roster at the forefront, especially following Daniel Bryan's retirement, it looks as if injured Tyson Kidd may be in a similar predicament. Some folks in WWE have questioned if officials and Dr. Joseph Maroon will clear Kidd once he fully heals from this neck injury. Kidd has been out since last spring, and no timetable has been set for his return. If anything, he could be ready to go by the fall at the earliest, but that's if doctors are willing to clear him. Kidd is optimistic that he will return, but word is WWE's medical staff are hesitant to clear him at this time. The official Facebook page of the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey, announced the pre-sale passcode for opening day ticket sales for the May 22nd WWE Payback event. What they also announced was that The Rock would be hosting the pay-per-view event. Tickets go on sale this Saturday, but as of right now, there is no confirmation from WWE on Rock's status or the event. With Rock's tight filming, film schedule coming up, there's a good chance he won't make this event, and that this was clearly a typo on the arena's part. Looks as if Rey Mysterio will not be returning to WWE anytime soon. Reports recently stated Mysterio was looking to go back after some back pay issues he had been dealing with from AAA. Legally, he can't get out of his deal, according to the Wrestling Observer, as he's committed to two seasons of Lucha Underground until the summer of 2017. If he were to attempt to get out of his Lucha Underground contract, it could take a substantial amount of time. As of now, it looks as if Mysterio and AAA resolved their issues as the organization paid Mysterio all the back pay that was owed to him for working events last year. And finally, a feel-good story to end this week's Day 5 as former TNA star and current Lucha Underground star Joey Ryan made headlines again this past weekend for his innovative approach to the wrestling business as he proposed to his longtime girlfriend, Laura James. Here's where he got innovative. He did it in the middle of an actual wrestling match the two were involved in at a finest city wrestling event in San Diego, California over the weekend. It was an intergender affair where in the middle of the match, Ryan brought out a foreign object from underneath his towel that was in his corner, that being the engagement ring. And in true pro wrestling fashion, he got down on one knee in the middle of the ring in front of a stunned crowd and a stunned girlfriend and uttered those famous last words of, will you marry me? Obviously, James said yes to a huge pop when, and then following a rather un-PC, that's politically correct out there, chance following her acceptance. Ryan has made headlines in recent memory with his famous penis plex video that had gone viral, which followed an endorsement deal from adult entertainment company YouPorn. No date has been set for the couple to exchange nuptials, but if you'd like to see the video, head on over to the Ken Reedy Show Facebook page under Visitors Posts, where I posted the link from Fox Sports. New York wrestling fans, the House of Hardcore Street team is forming. Just a reminder that on Friday, March 25th at Madison Square Garden and Monday, March 28th at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, the street teams will be forming to spread the word of the House of Hardcore's return to Queens on April the 15th. Groups will meet in the afternoon and start to pass out flyers. Each street team member will be given a free HOH shirt. 
free tickets to the HOH Queens show, and an exclusive meet and greet with Tommy Dreamer. For all the street team information, email Tim at controlcenterpro at AOL.com. And on that note, I'd say thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Day 5. Only heard top of the hour every single Monday night right here on the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, back to you. Great stuff, as always. Interesting talk about if the... Uh... You know the WWE were to go and and cut down on pay per views and, and cut a couple. Um, you know it's like with the network and and you know the way it's structured. Yeah, to just have events on on a Sunday once a month, every month, that might be an antiquated way of of looking at things. Um, you know, I I I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to to cutting a few uh, pay per views. I mean, I, I you know I'm a traditionalist. I would love to see them. Go back to the big four, maybe sprinkle in special events the rest of the year, and uh, for God's sakes, fix Survivor Series. But that that would be uh, where I would go. Let's go out to the phone, 347-838-9815. That is the number to call. What would you think of Fastlane? Are you ready for WrestleMania season? Did you like Fastlane? Were you satisfied with the results? We want to hear from you guys. We're going to go out there. First up, we got Mike on the line. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Good guys, how are you guys doing this evening? We are doing all right. What did you think of Fastlane last night? I thought it was good. I thought it was, uh, you know, it was a nice pace. I thought it was very quick, uh, up like the 10 o'clock hour. Um, I did have a lot of problems with my feed, as a lot of people um, did last night. So it was just crazy. You bring that up, because we did as well. It, it uh it crept out on us at least three or four times where just in the middle of a match, we just had, uh, you know, that loading screen would just pop up and we'd had to wait a couple mm-hmm. minutes and then it would come back. So, uh, you know, as much as I, I mean, I love the network and uh, what they bring, uh, maybe not all the technical glitches out of the way, um, which, you know, you you, you, you got to get that squared away. But that being said, you know, I mean, you know, the, the I thought the pay-per-view was good. The in-ring stuff was good. Um your thoughts as far as it being, you know, again, it's good, but, I mean, do you think it, it, it being the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania, are your thoughts, uh, you know, judging it uh, against that to get us set for WrestleMania season? I I think it could have been better. I was expecting I was expecting the uh, Wyatts to interfere in the Brock Lesnar match, but it didn't happen because I heard um, that they're going to do the Ambrose-Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Well, yeah, and that's what it seems like, and we got, you know, it's it's interesting because when you think of, you know, shocking things they could have done at the pay-per-view to get us, you know, at least thinking WrestleMania, um, the most shocking thing so far to get us really going is, uh, you know, what happened, you know, off TV, uh, you know, the uh, WWE posting that Brock Lesnar attacked uh, Dean Ambrose today in the uh, parking lot, and that's... Uh, to me, it was something, you know, out of the ordinary or something different. Like, I get it. Not It's not the first time someone's been attacked in a parking lot. Um, but that got me a little more excited for WrestleMania more than, than Fastlane did. But, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this matchup. I, I'm actually looking forward to it. I think this would be this is going to be a good match between, uh, if that's the direction they're going to go in, um, I'm looking forward to the build between Ambrose and Lesnar. Supposedly, I heard today that it's already signed. It's a done deal. And they're gonna have to find, uh, and they're gonna have to go someplace else for Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. 
Where do you think they should go with the Wyatts? I, with the Wyatts, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, there's so many different uh, angles. You know, they could they could have them, you know, go after some more WWE talent. But as far as, I, I just, I wouldn't know. I mean, I'm surprised that they didn't stick with, with Brock Lesnar versus um, Wyatt, Bray Wyatt because, you know, he wants to take out all the big stars and all the big talent. But the Wyatts, I don't know, maybe put them in an eight-man tag. An in, in eight-man tag against who? A couple of uh, WWE wrestlers, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, Who else would they wrestle? Well, I don't know. I mean, Dave, you have any ideas? We'll, we'll put mean, together a team it. from IWF. Well, we are available. Um, IWF, yeah, give I'm, me a I'm, break. I'm, really? You guys, come on. Really? You're going to bring up IWF? God. Well, well you're, you're not you're telling us w- I'm asking you who you want them to wrestle in an eight-man tag, and your answer is WWE wrestlers. Give me four guys. Uh, to see him again. Well, I, I, I guess, I guess <laughs> if I'd have to pick it, I would put, I, I would put in Kane. I'd put in the Big Show. I'd put in, uh, let me see, Ryback or whatever. And then I'd throw in, uh, let me see, who would, who would fit the bill? I don't know. Maybe I would throw, I would sprinkle in maybe Dolph Ziggler with it. Because I certainly don't want to see Dolph Ziggler versus Owens anymore. I am so tired of it. In the WWE, please stop. I was on the phone most of the day with the WWE today, and I complained about it, and I don't want to complain about it no more. What did they, I thought their match was pretty good, though, last night. I mean, I, I think I think they are done. I think last night was it. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, six months from now, I might see them, you know, get it on again, but I think for now the current program is done. But I thought it was a good match. I thought it was an interesting match last night. No, it was good. It's just that I'm so tired of seeing them wrestle each other. I mean, what else could they do that hasn't been already done? That's like Kalisto wrestling Alberto Del Rio. I mean, that's, you know, it's pretty much over with now. Move on. Go somewhere else. And that's it. And and, and that's the end of the story. And then you guys were talking about the Hall of Fame. You said you said something about Coco, beware, right? Correct before yep. about him being in the Hall of Fame that yeah. he don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Correct. I didn't say deserve. I said, but I don't think of him as a Hall of Famer. No, I don't think he deserves to be a Hall of Famer. That's what I, I think. I, I I just don't see him as a Hall of Famer. But anyway, Nick Bockwinkle doesn't deserve to be a Hall of Famer. Are you gonna rag on a dead guy now? A Vergania doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I I don't know. I I, I mean I'm okay with Nick Balkwinkle. Um I'm okay with Ganya too. I mean I I I think they're more deserving than 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 Coco or Godfather. Let me ask you a question. What's the name of the Hall of Fame? Wait, I I I get what you're saying. So you're saying because it's a WWE Hall of Fame that they they haven't accomplished enough in the WWE. Is that the point? They haven't accomplished anything in the WWE. I, I get you. So in that by that rationale, then Sting shouldn't be going in this year either. No, he should because Sting wrestled in the. No, no, no. Sting, oh. des- Sting deserves it because okay. Sting wrestled in the WWE. Big deal. He had two matches that all of a sudden deserves him a Hall of Fame career. Hey, guess of what? Course. We won Slammy Awards for being at the at the New Jersey Monday Night Raw the night after WrestleMania. 29. Should we go in the Hall of Fame too? 
Yes, yes, go in. <laughs> hey, how about how about, right. how about Hacksaw Tim Duggan? Is he a Hall of Famer? He's yeah. actually that's a, that's an interesting. I mean, I, I lean towards yes, but I get you. That's that's I, I could see debating Hacksaw. Again, I lean about, towards yes. How but, about um, Sonny? How about Sonny? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyone should hey, figure that out. By the way, speaking of speaking of Sonny. Uh-oh. Supposedly, we well, no, it, not nothing dirty or anything. Supposedly, Sonny, supposedly Sonny's going to be on Porn Stars. You know that show, the Porn Stars, selling her ring supposedly. But somebody said it was her, and somebody said it it wasn't her. Well, I just looked up the episode. It's going to be on this Wednesday night at ten o'clock, and it said something about a WWF Hall of Fame or WWE Hall of Fame ring. So I don't know what that's about, but I gotta check that out. Yeah, well, not to not to like dissect the uh, the burgeoning porn career of of one Sunny. Um, as far as I heard, part of the deal for her because she was selling her Hall of Fame ring was, uh, and I I don't know his name, you know, because I've you know I really never watched porn. Um, the guy who sure was directing or created the <laughs> film was, uh, I'll, I'll buy your ring. Uh, I'll pay you a certain amount of money um, if you do a movie for my company. So I I would be surprised if it's Sonny on this show because I think uh, the ring right now is in the possession of uh, some uh, adult movie director at this point in time. So I could be wrong, but that that's the story I heard. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, her, I just, her ring is. Yeah, it's just crazy. But going back to The Godfather, I think The Godfather is definitely – I think that the Godfather is definitely deserving of the Hall of Fame. I mean, why wouldn't you want, you know, why wouldn't you put him in the Hall of Fame? He, he won Intercontinental titles, popular wrestler. Um, he was very, you know, very uh, great with the uh, Monday Night Wars. He, you know, he was part of the nation of domination. He, uh, what do you call it? I mean, besides, okay, maybe he missed a couple of steps in the Hulk Hogan Justice match at WrestleMania Eight, where he, where it looked like he, by the time he got to, he, by the time he got down to the ring, um, you know, it would have been WrestleMania Thirty Eight, but still, I mean, it's still, uh, it's still something to, to see. I mean, I think that he belongs, and and he's well deserved in the Hall of Fame. Well, that's uh, that's the, the point of being a wrestling fan. Different strokes for different folks. I personally, I, I don't see him as a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's got the. Uh, the stats, but I think today's point, I think the WWE Hall of Fame has become a kind of a lifetime achievement award. And, and to his credit, he had a long-standing career. He honestly, you know, never main event, but he had multiple characters that uh, had a certain degree of success. And uh, you know, if that's your criteria for for being a Hall of Famer, I you know, kudos. I you know, I'm a little stricter as far as who I'd call a Hall of Famer. Um, but to Dave's point, it's almost like it's become a lifetime achievement award, and and that's fine too. It's still my favorite night of WrestleMania weekend, and I love seeing uh, guys honored. It's just uh, it's fodder for debate. Fun stuff as always, Mike. Thanks for the call, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. You got it. I, hey, I don't I don't think Abdullah the Butcher or Mil Mascaret should be in the W W E the Hall of Fame episode. Thanks a lot for the call, Mike. Uh, no problem. We we shall. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, that was quite a phone call. Like, you know, <laughs> who should they wrestle? Four wrestlers. 
from the WWE. Sports you know WWE what? I just power. I just got news. Breaking news. They just announced where WrestleMania 33 is going to be. A wrestling ring. <laughs> where? Somewhere. <laughs> In a <Anywhere>. venue. <laughs> a stadium. <laughs> imagine, like... You know, give me some who should wrestle, some four WWE wrestlers. Right, you know, fun stuff, though. We love Mike. With World Wrestling Entertainment. So let's go back out to the phone. Obligated. What was that? They have to be contractually obligated to the WWE. <laughs> we'll go back out. We got Rocky on the line. Rocky, how you doing tonight? What's going on, guys? Uh... I, I think I jumped in in the middle of a pretty interesting call from from, from Ferrara, it sounds like. Yeah, it was yes, just fun. You you know, we, we just asked him, you know, he, we were trying to figure out uh, what to do with the Wyatts. And I think coming out of Fastlane, I, I think most wrestling fans are kind of scratching their heads like, all right, what are you doing with the Wyatt family or Bray specifically as far as WrestleMania? So Mike's answer was, let's put him in an eight-man tag. And when asked, all right, cool, we put him in an eight-man tag, who should they wrestle? And Mike's response was four WWE wrestlers. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. That's, uh, I, I guess you can't I, go I, wrong I, with that. I would get money. That's what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and as far as, you know, Mill Mascaris not being in the Hall of Fame, I, you know, uh, I, I wish I had a handle on what uh, what Mike has because he's smoking some good stuff. <laughs> well, um, I think that to his point, he, he got, which, I, again, it depends on how you want to look at it. Um, his point was that it's a WWE Hall of Fame, um, and so guys who didn't really make their mark in the WWE shouldn't be eligible for the Hall of Fame. But his, his, his argument lost a little bit of credibility when he said, but it's okay for Sting, because by that rationale... Yeah, yeah, I heard that portion. Yeah, so... You know, I, you know, I, think, what, I, I think what people tend to forget, you know, back in the days, obviously the old days of the WWF and the WWF, you know, the the territory days... You know, everybody was kind of intertwined, you know, and to, to my to my opinion, as far as a Hall of Famer, I'm I'm still waiting for Rick Rude. That's just my personal name throw in, but you've always known that. Yeah, and, that's, and, I, and same here. Like, he's a guy that, uh, you know, and I think, and, and Dave brought up, you know, the Freebirds. I mean, there are guys now that have gone into the Hall of Fame before other guys that you look at as, as slam dunk Hall of Famers, and that's uh, – that's where the Hall of Fame, you know, it, it's all about credibility. And and to Triple H's credit, uh, over the past few years, and, and I said this for a long time, with, with the Hall of Fame, when you didn't have, you didn't have Macho Man, and you didn't have Bruno San Martino, and you didn't have uh, Bob Backlund, the Hall of Fame just has no credibility. When they corrected those errors, to me, the Hall of Fame definitely moved in the right direction as far as credibility, but there are still those like omissions where you're like, wow, really? And, and who knows how this class is going to shape up. And again, I don't want to come off like bashing people, but you, you look at this, and you're like, wow, really? The Godfather is a hall of famer and Rick Root isn't like, really? Like you're, you're going to legitimately sit there with the hall of fame and tell me that this guy is, is a hall of famer. He is in, in the immortals of pro wrestling and Rick Root is not, and that's where I think they lose a lot of wrestling fans when, uh, when when they talk about the Hall of Fame. You know that wow, like how could, you know how could the the 
you know, they not be in the Hall of Fame. So it's we'll see what happens. We'll see how this uh, class shapes up. But uh, I agree with you. I mean, the fact that Rick Rude's not in is ridiculous. Well, yeah, like like honestly, and but let's face facts. You can say that for a lot of Halls of Fames. If you want to just escape the confines of wrestling for a minute, you know, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame, you know, uh, there could be a case made for glaring omissions from any Hall of Fame, you know. So while the institution of uh, of such a thing is obviously a good thing, it obviously plays to whatever sport or whatever genre, if you will, uh, of activity you're looking at, you know, nine times out of ten, eventually you're going to kind of hit a head-scratching moment where you're like, really? You, you, either this person's in or this person's out? So, you know, I, I guess you could say wrestling, you know, professional wrestling joins that uh, that formula when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, there's always, you know, it's fun debate, and, you know, especially the Baseball Hall of Fame has become a bit of a joke over the, the past uh, decade or so. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things, and, it, and it's fun uh, it's fun fodder for debate. And, uh, again, you know, when, when I'm in Dallas and Godfather's name is introduced, you know, I'm not going to boo. I'm not going to say, you know, I'm, I will stand up. I will applaud. Good for him. Uh, happy for him. I just uh, – you know, I think there are certain names that that belong in in the pantheon of immortals before uh, you induct the Godfather. And uh, you know, that all being said, uh, you know, again, I'm I'm curious your take on Fastlane because we're you know again moving towards WrestleMania weekend. We have uh, two people in the Hall of Fame class, and um, you know, with Fastlane, um, you know, did you get that feel that you're in WrestleMania season? What were your thoughts overall uh, on uh, Fastlane? You know, I have to say, you know, and especially when we think about the pay-per-views that have been going in month out, month in and month out, and like you know me, guys, I've normally played up the fact that the WWE is is starting to bring their pay-per-views on the ball because as of last year, it was all about the the, the pay-per-views were terrible. Then WrestleMania was good. Then they started stepping up with uh, the pay-per-views. But Fastlane was really kind of a clunker for me. Um, uh, a couple of matches that I thought should have been stellar weren't as stellar. You know, and as far as the, as far as the, the main event, the you know, Brock Reigns, Ambrose, you know, I can't say it, was a, it wasn't a bad match. You know, it was good action. It was a good flow. Um, I thought the this, this story was on point when, you know, you had Ambrose and Reigns trying to keep Brock out of the equation, you know. And they didn't – while they went with two – while they went with putting Brock through two tables, I don't think that, you know, they didn't go for three. They didn't kind of overdo it. But all in all, <laughs> it, it kind of made me feeling – you know, kind of let down as far as it's just, you're supposed to build up to WrestleMania. It's supposed to be Wrestle freaking Mania, and you got this kind of limp send up. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of there with you. I just, uh, even if it wasn't like a balls to the wall, like, you know, crazy pay per view where like crazy stuff happened the, the whole night, um, I just felt like they were, they would give us something. 
special something to just give us that idea, and they they just didn't do it. You know, they just they just didn't do it. And uh, um, I, I'm just hoping right now that since they they didn't do it, that we get a, you know, maybe we get a, a kick-ass balls to the wall Monday Night Raw tonight, knowing that. Um, you know, maybe they saved it. And, and did, you know, Dave, you brought up the point that, you know, you got more eyeballs on Monday Night Raw. So, you know, who knows? Maybe there's all these plans for getting WrestleMania season off the off the ground. And rather than throwing it in fast lane, we're going to get a lot of it tonight to really kick off that season. I just feel like even if you want to do more of the kickoff for WrestleMania season tonight on Raw, I just feel like there should have been something. And the predictable nature of the main event where everyone, and I said on the show, and unfortunately I picked with my heart, but I said last night if I was going to put money down, I would pick Roman Reigns. That is the safe bet. That is the easy bet. That is the most predictable bet. And sure enough, that's what happened. So I don't think that even though that set up the quote-unquote main event at WrestleMania, it didn't have that special feeling for me because – it's all we all knew it was coming. Uh, so, all right, big deal. Uh, so, I, I would have liked to have seen at least one other thing, even if it was just Taker coming out to the top of the ramp, pointing to the sign, and turning around and walking away. Uh, I just felt like it needed something like that, and 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 that was missing. And um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with you totally that it was a clunker per se, but uh, it it didn't deliver as far as. Um, being like, yeah, we're 40 days away from WrestleMania. Let's let's bring it on. And I think that's where they kind of missed the boat. Well, definitely. If there's, but if there's, you know, a glimmer of hope, so to speak, because I, I know that we're going along with the with the premise. Hopefully, that Raw kind of makes up for it. I I gotta say, I did cast a segment where. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys talked about it, where Brock ambushed uh, Dean Ambrose on the way to the arena. That that to me could start for a very interesting storyline. So I'm, you know, what well, was I disappointed last night? I was. Am I hopeful for tonight? I am. You know, and you're you're, you're right in that last night. Not all the matches were were, were bad. I th- I just think it's funny uh, how. Opinions can vary and run the gamut because I, I know for a fact that I had a little bet going on on the uh, AJ Styles Chris Jericho match. Now the the bet went against me as far as if that's if that was going to be a good match. Well, I don't know if, about you guys, but looking on social media and, and whatnot, some you know now in my opinion this is going taking things a little bit too far. But on social media, some people are trying to put that match up for, like, match of the year candidate. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You know, it, it wasn't as bad as the first match. I thought they could have did better. I still thought it was a good match because, in my opinion, you had the, the crowd was chanting their heads off. But uh, it, definitely when you think of the caliber of performers, I thought they could have put out a better match. And I agree with you. I like personally for me and, and Dave, I want to get your take on this as well. Um, I, when it's all said and done and I, and I look at these matches and the quote unquote program with AJ and Chris Jericho, I come out of that disappointed as a wrestling fan. I come out of it disappointed was last night, the best of their matches. Yeah. 
were there moments in the match that I still felt like the timing was off and things just weren't quite right? Yeah, I did. Um, and again, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, AJ getting acclimated to the WWE. It could just be, you know, there's not that chemistry. Um, but for me as a wrestling fan, and I hear the names AJ Styles and Chris Jericho, um, and maybe unfairly, but I am expecting, um, if if not a classic, something special. And and I, I think we got a very good match last night. I don't think we got I, – I, for me, at least as a fan, uh, it didn't have that wow factor. It didn't blow me out of the water. Um, I didn't think watching it match of the year. Uh, I thought, all right, good. They, they had the best out of their three. It's time for them to move on to other things. Um, and like I said, when you hear those two names, the expectation goes through the roof. And for me, at least as a fan, uh, it, it their program left me a little bit flat in the end. Uh, your thoughts on AJ and Jericho, Dave? I think the expectations were set too high for the two of them, to be quite honest with you. I said it on last night's show when we were talking about the buildup for that match and the previous, the two previous matches they had before last night's fast lane match and that, um, you know, AJ is coming into the company. He's only been there for a month wrestling a different style of wrestling, a little bit, you know, slower, more toned down. Um, Jericho had, had, you know, spent the last year uh, playing rock star uh, with his band Fozzy. He comes back to wrestle. So you, I didn't have expectations that it was going to be a kick-ass classic of a match. It was a very good match. It was the best one out of the three. But I still think it's early to be judging um, the, 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 the quality of the match, the matches that AJ Styles having. I do think the good thing about his run um, right now is that a lot of people were worried that casual WWE fans would not know who he is. And you mentioned on the show last night, Ken, with a little help from Miz and also somebody as talented as Jericho, it proves that, you know, he's over right now in WWE with the audience. You know, that audience last night was, let's go AJ, let's go Jericho. And you, you, you had a, a WWE audience split, and 50% of that was towards AJ Styles. I think they've accomplished uh, a, a, a fair amount of good things this early on in his run uh, in WWE, considering where he's come from. So um, I don't necessarily think that that um, I, I do think that the expectations are set too high for the two of them, considering b- both individual circumstances going into the rivalry. And uh, I didn't have, I was not disappointed to be quite honest with you. It served a purpose. Jericho put over AJ Styles clean in a fantastic match. Would I call it match of the year? No. Would I call it a five-star classic? No. But it was a very damn good match and and something that we'll probably see. The, the quality of the match will probably be what we'll consistently see from AJ Styles going forward in WWE. Good stuff as always, Rock. Thanks a lot for giving us a call. Great points, and hopefully we get that kick-ass raw Truly blast us into WrestleMania season. Thanks, Todd. We'll talk to you next time. All right, guys. Take care. Take it easy, brother. You know, and it's interesting with that, and that might be part of it, but I do also think um, with with Chris Jericho, and look, you know, the old saying, the one one opponent that is completely undefeated, that's Father Time. Nobody beats Father Time. And uh, to your point, Dave, you know, out playing Rockstar, coming back, 
Um, you know, maybe, I mean, on paper, um, you know, you think Jericho, AJ Styles, uh, maybe that wasn't the best matchup for uh, them. Again, maybe it's a chemistry thing. Uh, to me, it looks like Jericho has slowed down. Um, uh, the crispness of his moves is not quite there. Uh, anymore. He might need to change up his style a little bit. Um, you know, again, still all the respect in the world. He's, uh, you know, approaching 50 and he's still, uh, you know, a professional athlete. Um, but he's slowing down. And, and, you know, it's intriguing with an AJ Styles and the rumors now, uh, as things also crop up on social media, that WrestleMania, we may see Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles. Uh, for the IC title. Now that, when I look at those, you know, conflicting styles, but what Kevin Owens brings to the table as far as a heel, especially with the the fact, like, you know, you brought up Miz. Miz, I thought, did a wonderful job with helping AJ and his character. Uh, you know, was did some real good heel work with what Owens did, with only, what Owens does as far as being a heel, could only serve to help AJ Styles as well. So I, I think that's something where we could potentially get a match of the year candidate with these two guys in the ring together. Plus the build, I think, would be extraordinary with, with them. I think that would help AJ Styles a lot. So to me, if the rumors are true, this is something else. Again, when we're talking about, you know, not getting excited coming out of fast lane, but being very optimistic about Ambrose and Lesnar, if this comes to fruition – this is something else I'd be excited for for WrestleMania. I think it would be a, 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 a very, you know, no pun intended, phenomenal match between the two of them um, for the Intercontinental title, especially at WrestleMania. And the quality of the match that that could be that is expected of the two of them is right up there for Intercontinental Championship WrestleMania expectations, I guess you would say. Like It would live up to that hype of past Intercontinental Championship matches at WrestleMania. Um, I think this is WWE Creative's way of giving the indie fan a match on the card at WrestleMania. Two guys who who gained a strong following on the independent scene, Styles and, and Owens, on the big stage at WrestleMania. I think that's Vince's way of saying, all right, here you go, indie fans. Intercontinental title, Styles and Owens. We'll let them do their thing. And I think it will, it will, it will live up to the expectations. Uh, you know, because both guys are, are younger. They're more familiar with each other. They've wrestled each other on the indie scene. Uh, but I'm not going to hype it up too much in hopes that, you know, it, 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 in, in hopes that it doesn't, you know, cluster, like we've mentioned before on this show, because I don't want that to happen. Like some of us have discussed about the Jericho-Styles match, the expectations being so high, and then it just kind of feels like a disappointment. So I'm not going to overhype myself, but I do expect to see some good stuff from the two of them. And in terms of, I want to touch on this point, in terms of um, seeing a kick-ass Monday Night Raw tonight, I've been hearing that there's a major surprise planned for tonight's show. Um, if you go to, I, I can take a look at my notes right now. I apologize for not being 100% prepared, but... Um, Falcon Arrow user on Reddit posts, regardless of whatever trash last night was, watch Raw from beginning to end tonight. You just might get an early Christmas present. And Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer is backing that up, saying that we could see this surprise take place possibly in the first segment, and the first segment is scheduled to be this Vincent J. McMahon Excellence Award. So 
I have a feeling, like I said earlier, that the big stuff's getting saved for Raw, and we could see some fireworks going off at the beginning of tonight's show. Uh, what could that be? Could it be Undertaker? Could it be a different name? Who knows? But I do expect to see some big things coming out of uh, Monday Night Raw tonight, considering we're 41 days away from WrestleMania. can't believe WrestleMania is just around the corner. Let's go back out to the phones. we got our pal Justin, who is on the line. Let's bring him up. Justin, are you there? Ike, I missed you. I miss you, too. How are you doing tonight? Very good, sir. So I got to ask you, you know, we haven't talked about it all tonight, and I've been waiting patiently to bring you up. Did you watch Edge and Christian's show last night on the network? I certainly did. What did you think of it? It was awesome. All right, you say it was awesome, but did it totally reek of awesomeness. Yes, it is. Well, there you have it, folks. So the Edge and Christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness actually did reek of awesomeness, according to Justin. Justin's one of the biggest Edge fans I have ever met in my life. So you enjoyed the show last night. Did you watch Fastlane? A little bit. What did you think of Fastlane? It was, it was great. What was your favorite part of Fastlane? I like, um, what's his name? I like The Miz because he's cool. He's he's athletic. That's good. He is cool. He's athletic. I'm curious your thoughts. Like At the main event last night, you had uh, Roman Reigns victorious in the triple threat match, uh, beating Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose. Now he's headed on to WrestleMania to face Triple H. Uh, do you like the fact that Roman Reigns is now the number one contender, and do you think he's got what it takes to beat Triple H at WrestleMania? He got what it takes. So if you were going to go out on a limb right now and predict WrestleMania in the main event, you're going to say Roman Reigns is going to beat Triple H at WrestleMania? Yes, he is. There you go. Bold prediction headed April 3rd, 2016. Justin is telling us that Roman Reigns has got what it takes to beat Triple H at WrestleMania this year. Justin, great call as always. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the Edge and Christian totally reeking of awesomeness. You know what? You got to keep up with that show and keep calling us. I want a review. I want a review of that show. Every episode, you got to call us in and give us a review of the newest episode uh, because, again, you're the biggest Edge fan I know. Thanks for the call. We'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, Ken. Tell Dave he, he, he did a super job. I will be sure to do that. Thanks, Justin. You're welcome. Take it easy, man. And there you have it, Justin. And by the way, Dave, you're doing a super job. Well, you know what? I'm glad I'm living up to someone's expectations. <laughs> Justin's awesome. Remember Justin called? It's like, it's happy time on the show. It's like, yay, Justin's here. But he is, man. He's like one of the biggest Edge fans I know. And, uh, you know, I did watch the show last night. And it was silly, stupid at times. Uh, but it was fun. I, I got to admit, I, I did get a couple of chuckles. And uh, the Shockmaster was on. So you can't go wrong when you have the Shockmaster back on TV. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. Let's go back out to the phones. We got Kevin all the way from Cali. Kevin, how you doing tonight? How you doing? 
How are you there, Kev? Can you hear me now? I think we got a bad connection, so uh, try and give us a call back, and uh, we'll pop you up immediately. Uh, just seem to have uh, some interference. Our goddamn cell phones. Anyway, your callers have been great tonight. We actually had a full bank of callers. Uh, unfortunately, Kevin was on hold for a while, and uh, we pulled him up, cell phone crapping out. So give us a call back, and we'll we'll get you right on, Kevin. And uh, Dave, you brought up the... Uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about this because you brought up the uh, the Legacy Award, the the Vincent J. Uh, McMahon Award, and uh, oh, here we go. We got uh, Kevin back. Hopefully, his cell phone's working. Let's pull him back on. All right, Kevin, are you there? Hey, I'm here, guys. Can you hear me? All right, much better connection. How you doing tonight? Got you now, bud. All right, all right. Well, Dave, Ken's gonna be talking to you like always, and Cena, you particularly brought up the Vincent J. McMahon Award. That's what I want to touch into tonight before I backtrack and go into fast lane. I think that tonight, I think partially that is a real award that they are going to give out, but there's a chance. I didn't get this off any dirt sheet, but just from my own intuition and observation, there's a chance they could be using that for a storyline. Which storyline? I don't know. I'm going to throw out a couple, see what you think. One storyline I think they could use it for is they could give that award out to Triple H. They could use it as a way to where he could rightfully deserve the award because I can understand the where they're coming from the standpoint of prestige, it, the award entails, and how Roman Reigns crashed the ceremony to try to further the storyline between he and Triple H going into Romania for the title to give Roman Reigns a much Roman Reigns a much needed edge his character needs, kind of like what they did at TLC when Triple H got jumped by Roman Reigns when he was letting loose all his rage on him. Or another way they can interject that that um, award into another storyline. This one is relevant to The Undertaker, where you could have Kurt Angle receive the award, and Kurt Angle is out there getting the award, and The Undertaker comes out. They do some, something similar to where Triple H and Undertaker did at 27 setup, where they have a stare down. They both look at the sign, look at each other. That sets up Angle, Taker, at WrestleMania. I get that because Dave Meltzer reported a few days ago that supposedly Undertaker's potential WrestleMania opponent is someone who's not even on the WWE roster, including NXT. That That's intriguing. I mean, I don't know if I, if I was a betting man that I'd bet on that, but I'd mark out if that happened. Um, I agree. I think the, the interesting thing speculating about this award is, is this a legit award or is it uh, going to be a work? I, I'm also like leaning towards um, it being a work. I do think as far as a legacy award, um, you know, if you were to bet on something, I think it's, uh, yeah, Triple H winning it and then Roman Reigns crashing the ceremony is, uh, you know, something I could definitely see uh, happening. Uh, but I, I, I really, like I said, I, I wouldn't necessarily bet on it, but I would totally mark out. I would love to see Angle show up to receive that award and something just crazy to really, you know, like we've been talking about all night that last night didn't give us that feel of it being WrestleMania season. You know, they open up with this uh, legacy award and, and Angle comes out during this opening segment. Well, we are smack dab into it. We are on our way to WrestleMania, and then all of a sudden it's it's ramped up and we got that special feel. Uh, what are your thoughts, Dave, on uh, Kevin's uh, potential scenarios with the award? I th- I, I'm going to agree with the first scenario that it's, that it's an angle uh, set up to get more heat on Triple H and that, you know, Reigns will crash the party at some point, and 
kind of get that de facto babyface reaction that they so want they, they, they want so much for him. Um, you know, it would giving having this award given to Triple H would definitely add a lot more heat to him. He's the boss. He's now also the champ. He makes himself this recipient of this award. I mean, it, it, it definitely adds a ton of heat onto him, and then Reigns being there to oppose him um, would definitely help in his favor uh, with, with the babyface reactions. People, you know, he's the first guy to basically differ with Triple H on this situation. The audience would probably cheer for Reigns. And then, you know, Reigns, the, the, the key with that is, is that Reigns can't do too much talking. You know, he's just got to be short, suffice to the point, badass, maybe even rough Triple H up a little bit. That's what's going to get the people behind him. Once he starts talking and going too long, then that's when they're not going to start buying it. Then that's when they realize, well, this isn't really him. So I think that's the direction of where they're going to go. Would I love to see Kurt Angle? Absolutely. I think that would be super cool. I think right now, though, um, I don't think WWE would go near him because of his history with his injuries, his neck. Uh, some of the nerve damage he suffered over the years because of his neck injury. Um, so I don't think they would necessarily touch him, especially in a WrestleMania situation with Undertaker. If he had a clean bill of health, maybe, but I- I'm not 100% sure. Would it be great? It would be awesome because I think Angle and Undertaker have had some of the best, some of Undertaker's best matches have been with Kurt Angle. No way out 2006. They had a championship match in 2002, 2003. They've had some phenomenal matches. So it would be cool to see. But I, I think right now, would I still, I'm still holding out hope at Cena and Undertaker. And I, I still have a feeling that that's going to be the match we're going to see at WrestleMania with those two. But good scenarios, uh, you know, for, for this Vincent J. Uh, McMahon Award that you mentioned, Kevin. You know, David, that's also another name I actually want to throw out there, too, Cena, because as of late, within the last five days, Cena's been putting out these cryptic tweets, pretty much alluding to him possibly coming back within the next two weeks, like you're saying, Dave, for WWE holding out for him so then they could have Cena Undertaker, because even though, just like you mentioned, Angle Taker got a history, Cena Taker have a history. Matter of fact, it dates back all the way back to Cena's debut in 2002 when um, after his match with Angle, Taker came up to him while he was champion and shook his hand and told him he was on his way. What a great way for that to come full circle. And this time they not ha- they not only have a match, but have it at WrestleMania at this stage of their respective, dare I say, in some people's opinion, legendary's career, even though a lot of people don't like Cena, but I say he's a legend because pretty much at this stage, he is a legend. You can't deny it. I agree with you. And, you know, like with the WWE and the way they do their video montages and everything that, like, you know, they would play up that moment uh, time and time again. It would, you know, and he is. I mean, say what you will about John Cena, but the the length of time he's been on on top of the WWE, uh, what he's done as far as uh, charity, uh, what he's done as far as his his in-ring accomplishments, yeah, he's, he's reached that legendary status. I mean, you know, you you can talk all you want about uh, you know in in ring ability, uh, how the crowd reacts, time and time. But you know, when you start to look at career and longevity and uh, achievements, uh, yeah, Cena's career is is right up there, and you gotta uh, give him credit. So uh, yeah, it would be interesting, uh, like uh, hearkening back to that that moment when uh, you know Undertaker kind of congratulated him. I'm sure that would be part of the. The build to WrestleMania, and, I, and that's just it. I'm kind of hoping that that's what we see 
as well. But the potential angle would just be cool, though. Like I said, I, I wouldn't bet money on it. I'm curious, Kevin. As you know, we're talking a little about the award. What was your thoughts on the pay per view last night? Um, on a scale of one to ten, I'd give it a seven. I think to me, the best match tonight. I, I know a lot of people with AJ and Y2J. I was more into along with my son what they did on the pre-show with Kalisto and Alberto Del Rio. I think that was the best match tonight when it comes to the male side of things. I think with the women's matches, both the title match between Charlotte and Bree and the tag match, I think they were rushed. I think they could have been a lot better than what they what they were, even though, especially when you know the, cape, the caliber of the women's competitors that are in both those respective matches. Um, a caller earlier said the same sentiments I said about um, Owens and Ziggler, which is we've seen it done to death over the last four to six months. I hope that they do tonight begin the build between the rumor. Well, pretty much Owen started on Twitter today saying he pretty much would love to have AJ Styles in the match for the IC title, which he would. Then he dispatched him quicker than what he did at the Royal Rumble. Um, the triple threat, I think it was a good quality main event for Monday Night Raw, that is. Not to knock the pay-per-view, not to be a hater, but overall I just call it a Sunday Night Raw. It was, it was a Sunday Night Raw last night. And like um, your sentiments and also Dave's sentiments, too, I'm hoping that tonight we get a bigger payoff and a WrestleMania, Road to WrestleMania-type build Monday Night Raw tonight. That's what I'm really hoping for. And also, um, if I may weigh in on the Godfather going to the Hall of Fame, I don't mean to be on the hate train as it relates to the whole train, but, um, you know, first of all, one thing you got to look at is you have Sting going in the Hall of Fame. Sting is widely known around the world as a highly religious man. He's a reborn Christian. How can you have a character such as the Godfather go into the Hall of Fame the same year you have Sting going to the Hall of Fame to go along with the other facts such as, hey, look, I've watched Charles Wright, no disrespect to the man. I like him. He's one of my favorites. But I've watched him evolve from the soul taker in GWF to WWF, Papa Shango, comma, the Supreme Fighting Machine, comma, Mustafa, the Nation, to Godfather, to Goodfather with the right to censor him back to Godfather, but he's not Hall of Fame worthy. He's Hall of Very Good. You know, he's Hall of Good, you know, but Hall of Fame, I, I just I just can't I can't see that. You know, and I heard the caller earlier, your first caller, I'm not gonna mention his name, I thought it was hilarious, but I digress. <laughs> you know, um he's that he's an asterisk, you know, he's that Coco Beware type deal. You know, and not to and uh, if we just you know, it's a popular thing a lot of people like to do in society days, and we got to go to the race cars. There's other minority wrestlers who are worthy of being in the Hall of Fame before Charles Wright as a godfather or any other incarnation character he's portrayed. Not to mention other wrestlers such as, hey, Ravishing Rick Rude, Owen Hart, the British Bulldogs as a tag team, the uh, Freebirds, regardless of what combination of Freebirds you put in. If you just want to go off Vince McMahon creations, Demolition, the longest reigning WWF, WWE tag team champions in that company's history. You tell me Godfather, Charles Wright, is go- should be going in before any of those guys? Or even, hey, the NWO with the original three, Hogan, Hall, and Nash. Charles Wright's going in before them, knowing what Hogan, Hall, and Nash did as the original three, the NWO, to change professional wrestling from 1996 on down to what it was, especially going to the Attitude Era and to present day. I, I just I just can't get with it, and I and I'm a fan of the guy too. Uh, you know, all like excellent points. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the problem when you um, 
You know, I mean, it's funny. He said Hall of Very Good, and I think that's really where the, the Godfather is. I mean, he had a, he had a nice career. Um, yeah, I mean, I was a fan too. I'm not, you know, I'm not hating on the guy, um, but I, I I'm there with you. And, and it's you know, it's almost like if if you're going to put Godfather in the Hall of Fame, then yeah, all the names you mentioned and probably a number of others would have to be in the Hall of Fame well before him, and then you know maybe his name comes up, and that's where. You know, and rightfully so to me that the WWE Hall of Fame falls under some criticism because they have moments like this. And I, you know, you bring up a good point. I didn't even think of that. But, um, you know, it's Sting and his religious beliefs. I wonder what his feelings are and thoughts are. You know, if it's just oh, it's a wrestling character, I, I don't care. Or if uh, he's bothered at all by the Godfather character and, and going in the same Hall of Fame class. It's a... An interesting point you brought up, and I didn't even think of that. Good stuff, as always, Kev. Thanks a lot for the phone call, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon, brother. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one. Take care. Take it easy. And lots of Take good care, stuff, man. Dave, like when you talk about and and it, it, it you know, I, I feel bad, and it just kind of sucks because you do kind of, you know, we try to, you know, keep it positive, and we do, both of us, have a lot of respect for what these individuals do in the squared circle, um, but when you have uh, nominations like this for the Hall of Fame, it just puts you in that position of, you know, critiquing and, and talking and, and uh, you know, analyzing someone's career and, and asking yourself, are they really worthy of the Hall of Fame or not? And when you have those names uh, that, that are not in yet, and, and the names have come up tonight, you know, the, the, the Freebirds, who is rumored to go in this year, but... Not as of yet. So we got the Godfather before the Freebirds. Uh, you know, he brought up Owen Hart. He brought up Rick Rude. Uh, you're right, the Bulldogs is a tag team. Um, you know, a lot of guys, Dave, that, that probably should be going in before the Godfather. And it's unfortunate because I do, again, I'm going to have a good time that night. I'm going to enjoy it. My favorite part of uh, WrestleMania weekend is going to that Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony. I, I always enjoy it. But, um this this kind of this kinds of wind up being a, a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, I said it before the show. I mean, it, Kevin makes a great point. The Hall is very good. I mean, uh, you know, that's, there's there's several guys in that, but it's to me, I'll say uh, I said it before, and I'll say it again. The WWE Hall of Fame is WWE's version of a lifetime achievement award. It's not, you know, a a a real Hall of Fame. I mean, the guys, they take it seriously because they're being honored for for their contributions to the industry, and I'm not trying to knock their 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 feelings on the, on the situation, but as a fan, um, when you say that word Hall of Fame, you know, to a fan, to a wrestling fan, you know, they take it seriously, and, they and, and you know, criterias for Hall of Fame, everybody's got their own criteria in, in, into how a person gets into the Hall of Fame, but... Um, a name like Godfather, I don't know. Like I, I mean, I, the only way I can justify it is, like I said earlier, in professional sports and baseball and football, and Rocky even said it too, there's glaring omissions. And there are guys that have gone into those professional Hall of Fames that have not won championships and have not done Hall of Fame numbers, but they get recognized for their contributions to that profession, to that sport. And he, and in Godfather's case with WWE and pro wrestling, he's getting recognized for for what he done. He, I mean, he's also when he worked for WWE, he was one of their he was one of their their, their top company men in terms of like guys that they could rely on. 
Um, and that's why he had a lot of success too. I mean, he was—he's a close friend with with uh, with Undertaker. Um, he's also—I also heard he's going to be inducted by both Ron Simmons and JBL, which should be a pretty good speech to the Hall of Fame. Um, if anything that comes out of this Godfather induction, it should be a pretty good speech coming from the uh, the, the former APA. And that's interesting, though. I would put JBL probably in the Hall of Fame before I put the Godfather in. But I digress. Let's talk about this. we got about two minutes left. Um, uh, you know, I think we're both in agreement here that if we had to, um, you know, lay down uh, and, and bet on it, we're looking at this award tonight uh, being some sort of work and whether it's, uh, you know, again, it goes down to that, like, betting with your heart or betting with your head. Uh, betting with your head, uh, you know, if you're a betting man, it makes sense that we're going to see Triple H win this Legacy Award and uh, the crowd crapping all over it, and we see Reigns interrupt. That that would be my guess with the award. This award is a work. Agreed. Yeah, I I, I totally think so. Um, I, it's supposed to start off the show. It's for wrestling. I, I can't see, you know, I don't know. It, it's a work, and, it's, and I think it's got to do with Triple H and Roman Reigns, personally. And it does make sense because if they're trying to do something, uh, again, the the, the uh, ever ever long, uh, never ending build of Roman Reigns to try and get him over with this crowd. Uh, what better way to do it than to give uh, the evil King of Kings uh, for himself to give himself an award, and um, you know Roman Reigns to come down and interrupt? I agree with you, Dave. Uh, just don't talk too much. You guys tonight were awesome. Lots of callers. Thank you guys for being patient on hold tonight. Uh, you guys really brought a lot of stuff to uh, get into, and hopefully we are on our way to WrestleMania and we get a kick-ass Raw tonight. Just to let you guys know, programming note, we will not be on the air next week. As it turns out, producer, all-star Michelle D., her mom has a birthday once every four years, and, well, i got to be there for that birthday. She's on 29th. Enjoy Raw. We will see you in two weeks. Get on the Facebook for the Raw chat. For Dave, I am Ken. Good night, everybody.